Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 102, How to Embrace Thanksgiving in Your Makerspace. So today we're going to talk about being thankful and grateful, having that heart of gratitude, and what we can do in our makerspace area to really encourage this type of thinking and to get kids you know, like really paying close attention to their social and emotional needs and really get kids thinking and, and kind of creating and building at the same time. So I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey. So it is that time of year. We have rolled around to mid-November, which I can't even believe it's mid-November. How can it be mid-November already? It doesn't even seem possible. Yesterday, we celebrated Veterans Day, and today we are just one step closer to Thanksgiving. And I love the attitude of Thanksgiving, the attitude of being thankful and grateful and looking at the things that we have and, and finding and finding gratitude in, in that. And I, I wish that we could have that mentality all year long. I think that that's a really important, an important practice. And we often need to really strengthen our gratitude muscles. And I think Thanksgiving is a good time for us to do that. And I do, I will share that I have a gratitude journal for kids and I I have a paper pencil one and I also have a digital version and it's a really, really, it's like it has some beautiful like illustrations like clip art that I use that I found, I feel like I found it on Etsy a long time ago and it's just really pretty and I found some, some beautiful gratitude quotes and I've included them on each page and then it has an area for kids to write down things that they are thankful for. And I think this is like a really powerful exercise that students can be doing and even adults can be doing and should be doing like maybe a couple times a week or even every day. I have enough pages for you to do it, to do it regularly. But if you wanted to do it a little bit less than that, that would be all right too. I just think it's something really special. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's the gratitude journal for kids. Again, there's a digital version So if you were distance learning, this might be a a really good way, like a thing to start with each day or maybe even end with each day. And also I have a paper pencil version as well. So you can check that out. So I really want to talk about about what we can do in our makerspace because we've been talking a lot about makerspace in the last couple weeks and we will do so for a little while. I'm currently working on a makerspace course and from makerspace, you know, to, to really get a makerspace up and running in your classroom or in your learning space could be even in a closet. Makerspace doesn't have to be limited by the space. It could even be in a box that you pull out. It's just, it's really more of a mentality and what students are, are thinking and building and creating and planning. And it's just such a beautiful expression of thinking and learning. And I, I'm really excited about it. And the course is shaping up nicely. And I'm super excited to, to put that out into the world 
world. It'll be a step-by-step process and give you lots of insight and information and, and how to to kind of get things up and running, especially if you've been thinking about about, you know, wanting to do something different, feeling like that, you know, in education, I often feel like we are limiting our outside of the box thinkers, and that we are focused on, on students that do really well with paper pencil thinking and, you know, reading and asking questions and students that like really strut like thrive in that kind of environment are doing okay. Although I feel like they could they could we could really push their their thinking and challenge them in other ways as well but what are we doing for those students that's that struggle in this area and where school feels like an endless chore and what can we do to make that better what can we do to bring more creativity and inspiration back into our classroom and i really think that makerspace can be one of those most magical, magical places that we have inside of our learning space. So I will be talking more about that in the next several months, as I am, you know, working through the working through the course, and it will be available, you know, it will be available coming out soon. I mean, it's going to be a little while, but it's coming. We're I'm working on it. So anyway, so I want to talk a little bit about, and if you are wanting to kind of catch up or come along with me on this journey, then I have some episodes that you can take a listen to too that will get you started and help you along the way. We've talked about make a maker mindset in, I believe that was episode 100, 100. And then in 101, we talked about um, some aspects, some important attributes that we want to have in a makerspace. So if you want to check those out, I will link to those in the show notes as well. So let's talk about Thanksgiving in our makerspace. So recently, I have two makerspace moments in literature that I created um, a couple of years ago for in order to like really to like take a closer look at literature and to dive into the, uh, some close reading, some close reading work and to look at some standards and then to have a response like a maker space response with the with two really cute Thanksgiving books. And so I have those still in my store and you can check those out. It's a maker space moment in the literature using a, a, a time or what is it? Um, Thanksgiving or a turkey for Thanksgiving. I don't know. I just lost my thoughts. A turkey for Thanksgiving, which is a very acute story written by Eve Bunting, which is the book is never included. You have to get the book on Amazon or something like that. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. Um, a, thir- a turkey for Thanksgiving, Eve Bunting. And it's a beautiful story about a turkey who is who gets a little bit confused with the words. Because when you think about a turkey for Thanksgiving, you kind of think, oh, well, turkey, you know, turkey. And it might be turkey for Thanksgiving, not A. So it might be turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure it is because it's definitely a play on words where you're thinking like turkey for Thanksgiving, like I'm going to have a yummy, delicious turkey for Thanksgiving and um, along with you know mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie and all those other things. And that's what turkey thinks is that they're going to eat him for Thanksgiving and he's going to be invited over to, you know, to a friend's house to be dinner. And it's really that he is going to be a guest at the dinner, at the Thanksgiving dinner, which is very cute. So it's a really cute little story. And I focus in on some very obvious standards. I feel like they're obvious. Like it's 
it's for me when we when I look at a book, I'm like, oh, this would be a great one for point of view, or this would be a really great one for, you know, the central theme or idea, or this is a really good one to work on character work. So it it's for me, like, I that's how I think about books very often. I It's like an it's on accident. I'm not even mean to, because I've got the standards like so ingrained in my head. But in this case, I did focus on asking and answering questions and vocabulary and character work, retelling, story structure. I think this is a good one for introducing like how an author, how Eve Bunting introduces the story and kind of sets up the initial problem and introduces the characters and then how she concludes the story. We're looking at how a writer, you know, how they have a, a good hook at the beginning and then how they kind of conclude the story at the end and it feels finished. So I I do focus on on story structure in this in this particular makerspace moment in literature. And then I have the kids work through the engineering design process where they kind of come up with a solution for Turkey. And and in a lot of cases this this activity feels more like a craft as far as like making turkeys if you decided to make turkeys in this case. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that that is something that you want to keep in, you know, keep in mind that the difference between like a craftivity and a makerspace activity is that you are really wanting to leave it open ended. So it doesn't have to be. So the solution to the problem doesn't have to be creating turkeys. It can be creating turkeys, and you could do. You could still work through like planning it out and figuring out the materials and you know building it and then looking at solution or like how if it was a solution to a problem or if it's in a model of an already existing product and what you could do to reinforce it and make it better and then reflect on it and you could still do those elements but what i think makes it different in an actual makerspace is allowing it to be open ended so maybe the students wouldn't come up with a turkey as a solution maybe they would come up with like a some type of um like, oh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like a decoy. That's the word. A decoy to, you know, so it wasn't like Turkey could bring like this decoy and people and maybe his friends wouldn't want to eat him. They would might want to, you know, eat this other thing instead. Or maybe you would have a model of a ham or <laughs> something like that. But you would, wouldn't give the kids the answer. You would allow them to really think this through in their own minds and come up with materials and then one way to also raise the rigor and like make it more of a makerspace activity would be to put constraints on it like maybe they have a time constraint they had to deal with in a certain amount of time maybe you would put a materials constraint and um, maybe you would allow them to create this out of play-doh and they only have to create this out of play-doh or maybe you would only give them cardboard and like a strip of tape and they'd have to create their solution with that material and or you could do it out of Legos or you could do it out of popsicle sticks or you could do it out of pine cones or just thinking of different materials and constraining them like not allowing them to use anything else but that or it could be like completely open-ended and they could use any materials they want and you would allow them to make some of those choices that's an opportunity as well and in this case maybe you would want to put another type of constraint on it like it has to be large enough to to not be able to easily fit in your mouth or you know something like that to make it a little bit more of excuse me 
a little bit more of a think something they have to think through. So I think those are the things to keep in mind when you are bringing that into your maker space and you're you're not necessarily building a craft. And I think those are things just to keep in the back of your mind. But I think that this one is is a fun activity. And I did make this this digital recently. So you can do all the pages digitally. Now you'd still have to create the solution with materials, but I think this would be easy enough to do at home, especially if you left it open-ended where they could use any materials they wanted that they had in their house. And recycled trash always works really well. And if you're living in a, you know, a state that has pine cones, that would be easy. And again, they don't have to be turkeys. They can be anything the student thinks up. And I think that makes it a little bit more more magical. It could be a turkey. And then you could also let them make turkeys out of a ver- variety of materials. And they, again, have to use some, some thinking when it comes to this and how they're going to put things together. So that's something to keep in mind. So that's a really fun makerspace that you, activity that you could do using turkey for Thanksgiving. Another one that I made that I have not yet made digital, and I, I'm running out of time. So hopefully I will get to that one. But it definitely is available in the print version. And I'll link to that as well. And it is a plump and perky turkey. That is another makerspace moment in literature. Again, the solution might be to make turkeys, but it could also be to make like a turkey in disguise. Because in a plump and perky turkey, the turkey is like they are wanting to eat the turkey and they're like the town's folks are like on the hunt for turkey and he's like hiding and he's <laughs> hiding out and so he is he is disguising himself and I think that could be a really fun solution that kids work on how they're going to disguise their turkey in fact I think it would be it could be really cool if you did t- turkey for Thanksgiving and they actually made turkeys and then a plump and perky turkey could be like a follow-up where they had to create a disguise for the turkeys that they made maybe the week before. So that's something to keep in mind. I think that can be can be really, really fun as well. And the whole goal is in this case, you're, you know, you're hitting on several literature standards. So you're very standard space when it comes to the literature aspect. And you are also focusing on those engineering standards, but that's where you want to have a little bit more constraints and a little more, um, you know, criteria, like they have to, they have certain criteria that they have to follow. And then they have things put in place that make it a little more difficult. And it's open ended, and you're not allowing students to or you're not forcing, I should say, you're not forcing students to all do the exact same thing, because that makes it more of a craft. And uh, although I, I think crafts have their place, so I don't want to make it sound like I don't think they have their place because I absolutely do. I think creativity is really important. And I think that we, but I think sometimes with a craft, we're kind of limiting creativity. So I think that's the thing, that's the thing that like really stri- sticks out of my mind. So just keep those things in mind when you're thinking, thinking these things through. I also think that this is a great time to practice and um, and really focus in on social and emotional aspects, especially because holidays can sometimes be really difficult for kids. They may not have, you know, they may not have a lot. They may not have a Thanksgiving dinner. They may not have, um, you know, a supportive family. There may be things that are going on. There may have been difficult times during this during this holiday. So I think focusing in on just being grateful for the things that we do have and loving the people that are around us and practicing kindness and working through, you know, failure sometimes and feeling like we are, you know, we want to keep trying and all those kinds of beautiful things can be, can be really 
emphasized during this time of year and we can we can like look out for each other and protect one another and I think that that really it really helps at a time that sometimes feels hard and heavy and and I you know and I think it's also important to 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 remember that you know we 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 celebrate Thanksgiving and we're thankful that we we gained our freedom and that we you know came to a country and we built it for built it for ourselves but at the same time there's a there's some sadness around this because you know it, truly we there were already there was already there was already a culture living here that we that we you know destroyed basically so i think we have to think of those things and we have to remember that obviously you know what you need to teach and what you need to be careful of at certain grade levels and and not allowing your own personal feelings to influence the holiday but like making sure that you know you're you're sticking to your standards and what is appropriate at your school but also remembering that there are some people that were very hurt by these times and we want to to really put a lot of emphasis on on respecting and caring about about various cultures so that's something to keep in mind as well that's partly why i like to do the gratitude activity because i think that it gives us an opportunity to focus in on the things in which we are grateful and maybe not focus as much on on things that are hurtful to some people so it's it's something that i like to keep in mind so another thing that i think that we can do and this may not be actually i think it could be like i i did write a little thanksgiving reader it's the history of the thanksgiving parade and I do have it in paper and pencil, and I also have a digital version, and I'll link to that as well. And the and I have a I have that bundled, and it's a it's a really reasonable price for a bundle, so you could have both the digital and the print version. I like the digital version because the all the pictures are in color, and it just makes it kind of brings it to life. And then you don't have as many copies, so that's nice. But something you could do in a makerspace activity is you could actually have students create balloon floats like they could create a float and again this would be really open-ended and you could give them you could limit the materials or you could you could give them access to lots of different materials and you could you could make one of the criteria that the that it it has to stand upright that it can't fall over and that they would be able to maybe another thing is have a fan that would be blowing in case you're having that windy crazy day on at during the Thanksgiving parade and you want to the, the float to be able to withstand some wind so that might be something that you add I think that could be really fun and that would be something that you know you could you could easily do from a distance as well as long as kids had bal- access to balloons and if you didn't want to do a balloon maybe you think of a different material so there's you know the sky the imagination using your imagination is like just allowing kids to use their imagination they come up with so many more things than we can imagine because they are not stuck in a, one particular paradigm which is I think is like the beauty of those kind of makerspace moments <laughs> so that about wraps up the activities that I have for makerspace for Thanksgiving. What do you do during, you know, during Thanksgiving in your classroom? Or what could you do in your makerspace to make it, you know, a little bit more creative and a little bit more outside of the box thinking? 
and maybe even like STEM or STEAM related. What is a really good topic to be talking about right now? What are you focusing on on science? What is your, you know, your main focus at this time? And how could you kind of tie all that together? Because that's really the beauty of, of integrating different disciplines is tying it all together. I think that's exciting. So that about wraps it up. And um, I am looking forward to my Thanksgiving this year. I am going to Portland, Oregon, and I'm super excited about that because I've never been there before. And I'm looking forward to to seeing a different a different location. Of course, I'll be wearing my mask and being careful in that sense because, you know, we've still got a lot of craziness going on in the world. And I really, really am I'm going to I am going to pull that gratitude journal out myself because because there's so much craziness going on, I want to remember the things for which I am grateful. I know that practicing gratitude can help me stay in a more positive mind mindset. And I'm hoping that it can do that for you and for your students as well. So this one tired teacher is ready for a long fall nap. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. 